Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. I'm excited to have you here, Sheena. And so tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we had done a whole full interview before, but tell uh, this audience a little bit about yourself so that, you know, then we can jump right into it. Right. Well, um, I guess, you know, a quick background is I've been um, corporate for, <clears throat> for 30 years. And then um, it took me all that time to finally get to number one. Like, it's not so funny, like 30 years and you finally get to number one and then they decide to make you redundant. I think that's hilarious. So then I decided, right, I'm gonna teach everybody what I know, how I got to number one. It was because of my strengths. And so I went out and I started working with corporate teams and every team I worked with got to number one, which was brilliant. But then I decided, right, let's do something else. And I decided to do network marketing and I went there. And I could not make a success. Like it didn't matter how many messages I sent out. It didn't matter how many qualifications. It didn't matter how many books I read. I could not get past myself because it was myself. I knew that because I know that what marketing works. If the business works for one person, it works for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't get past myself. And to be honest, because of that working hard mentality, studying hard, knowing more, I just literally did the opposite. It was just like a, it was just like a deep dive. And so uh, I lost everything. And I know the whole thought pattern. I've gone into this before. I haven't time for it now, but I understood how I'd literally brought that to myself. But I had, I just decided I need to find out you know, something serious needs to happen here. I can't work like this anymore. So I went to Bob Proctor and I started to get results. And then I became a smart ass again. And then I <laughs> lost my results. So I decided... I need to work with Bob Proctor. I need to work with him. And you know, I actually thought, Christy, that it, I thought if I link myself with Bob, then it'll just magically happen. Like mm -hmm. I'll just magically get results. And here's the thing, it doesn't work that way. I still have to do the work. Mm -hmm. I still have to do the work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's, that's what's brought me to here today. So yeah, the um, I drew out a vision of what I wanted my house and my life to look like and I literally drew it out and then um well when I started drawing that picture it was six months before I actually moved and then yes I'm in the exact drawing that I drew out including not just one electric gates but two electric gates and then what I realized last week was that when I was younger that I had asked I'd said to my mom that I had wanted a driveway that had the cherry blossoms on it uh-huh well, I didn't notice, obviously, because we came we came in June last year, and now the cherry blossoms are out. I have a driveway lined with cherry blossoms. Wow! Can't write it. You can't write it, can you? Well, I did. <laughs> you did write it. So I did write it. So let's let's talk about that because you know I was talking last night yesterday to people about vision and how important it is to have that clear 
vision in your mind. So you have that, like you said, you, you know, even though you were a child at that time, you always had that vision in your mind of that road with cherry blossoms. And, and then even when you were trying to create, when you were creating what it was that you sat down and you drew out and then six months later, you know, that came to fruition. How important is it to have a vision board, if that that's what you call it, or if you call it something else, in order to manifest or create what it is that you you want in life? I know that's a starting point because then there's a whole lot of mind work that goes on with it. But how important is that as a starting point? Well, to be honest, it's like um, it, it's everything, but. The mistake I think people have is that they create a vision board and then they just leave it there. Mm -hmm. The vision, it's not actually anything to do with your mind, it's to do with your heart. Mm -hmm. And so when people are looking at things and they're not, they can run around with it in their head and that's vision, that's visioning. But imagination is involving your whole body. Just imagine if. And people don't do that. So I'll say to people, I had one, just to give you the example, I had a girl who, who says, oh yes, I've got this app and I'm spending 250,000 a day, you know, because it's like spend the money and it comes in and it's this app and it's, you know, it's a toy on your phone. And I said, oh, that's great. So you're in that mindset of spending that amount of money every day. And she goes, yes, it's brilliant. And I went, okay, well, what are you currently earning now? I think it was something like 40,000. And I says, well, what if you took your annual salary and made it monthly? And then she, that blew her away. Do you see the difference mm -hmm. before it wasn't real and she was playing and she was having fun. It was not in her subconscious. It was not touching her subconscious in any shape or form. When I said to her, how would you be living your life if we took your annual salary and made it monthly, then it became real and it affected everything in her body. And she just put a big smile on her face. She was, oh, wow. Oh my goodness. I never thought of that before. And I went, do you see the difference what you did? before you were just in your head. What I asked you to do went straight into your subconscious and went into your heart and you got it then because we made it real. That's the difference. Now, the bigger the goal, Christy, the bigger the problems on the way to the goal. I didn't know that myself. <laughs> I just realized sure that. I hear you on that one. <laughs> but, but then tell me though, the bigger the goal, the bigger the problems. So what did you do to overcome those problems, to stay the course, to know that you, you know what, the problems are going to come because that's what happens when, when your goal is that big, it's, it's inevitable. But a lot of times people just stop and they're like, oh, it's not meant to be or whatever it might be. What was it that you did that said, okay, fine, this is a problem, but let me see how I can go around it or find another way or to get past that so that I can get to the next step. And I basically, I'll be honest, I kicked and screamed my way there. Better <laughs> <a> girl. <laughs> I love it. Kicked and screamed and, and huffed and puffed and victim mode and bully mode all at the same time, because I hadn't realized the growth that needed to happen to Sheena it wasn't the goal I wanted. It was the growth that I was asking for. And it was, it was actually painful that, that initial growth. And so, um, but what I attached it to was I attached it to a purpose that was bigger than me. I attached it to a purpose that meant if I didn't step forward, that people were going to lose out big style. And I had, you know, I had 
how I wanted to do my network marketing company was because I didn't want my children and my grandchildren, their kids to go to nursery like mine did whenever they were two months and three months old. I wanted them to have the freedom of that choice. Mm -hmm. And so I attached it to the legacy of my whole family and generations to come, which meant if it was my family, then it was all these other families out there. So if I didn't step up, then it's like, yeah, this positivity malarkey doesn't work, does it, Sheena? And I would be letting a lot of people down. And mm -hmm. I thought, no. But it's, imagine a staircase, and I say this to my client, my clients as well, is imagine a staircase and it's your staircase. I cannot come down and climb it with you. You have to take every single step yourself, but I am at the top and I'm shining a light and I'm talking you through every single step of the way. And that's what Bob Proctor, that's when I got into this house here, it took me about three months, would you realize, Christy, to realize, I mean, I know people might understand that, but it was about three months before I realized that I got into my drawing and I went, I literally fell on my knees and I went, thank you, Bob Proctor, for not coming to get me. Thank you, God, for not coming to get me. I had to grow. Mm -hmm. And I realized it wasn't the goal because I'd got the goal and moved on, that it was the growth that I got. But I can promise you, Christy, that I kicked and screamed every step, especially those first six months. And yes, that's when people will just go, no, this is silly. But you've got to link it to a purpose. And so on my last masterclass last week, I ended it up actually saying, stop being so selfish. It's not about you. And I mean that with love, absolute love, because when you take it away from yourself and all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness, if I don't step up, all these other people, well, then that's more of a reason for you to go forward mm -hmm. and put your feet on the floor every day and make a decision every day till the decision makes you. That is so key. You put your feet on the floor and you make the decision. And then one day there's nothing stopping that decision. Like this house was coming. It was coming. Didn't matter. I couldn't talk to anybody in the three weeks before it happened. Not even Wolfgang. <laughs> I just put my blinkers on and I said nothing except the day before. And I said, right, Wolfgang, we're moving tomorrow. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I That's love basically it. basically what happened, yeah. So in your mind, what is the definition to success, of success for you? Like what? How do you define success for, in general, anybody? Like, what does that mean? To me, I mean, success, people normally relate it to, you know, how much money you've got in the bank. But the person who's poor on the side of the street could be richer in mindset than the person who's got a million pounds in their, in their bank account. So, you know, being rich or being happy are mindsets and they're not goals. And so to me, success is to live every day in love, joy and peace in a way that you want to live it, whether you've got what you want or not. Mm -hmm. You see, that's the thing is that we kick and scream like two year old children. I didn't get I didn't get and you see, I might be taking the mickey out of people because I'm actually taking the mickey out of myself because mm -hmm. that's exactly what I was doing. It's not fair. I've done all the work. No, 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 no. And why don't I have this when you stop and you just look around and go oh my goodness, who's breathing me right now? Who kept me awake all night? Right. Look, I can go and make a cup of tea. I didn't have to get the water. I didn't have to make the kettle. I didn't have to build the electricity. I didn't have to grow the tea leaves. Mm -hmm. Just even in that cup of tea. 
So living in that space of gratitude, no matter what is your peace. Peace always comes before prosperity, true prosperity that lasts, not money that you get, you don't get, you get, you don't get. No, no, no. And no competition. There's no competition in this world. So success is non-resistance, non-fighting. And the only thing you're fighting with is yourself, actually, isn't it? Right. You're not actually fighting anybody else. You think you you are, are, but actually you're not. (laughs) You are your own worst enemies. You know, you really are. That's the thing. And and when you say that, that's so key because, you know, you are literally fighting. You're not fighting with the world. You're fighting with yourself every single day. And you see, people don't realize that when they start to fight with the world, they keep that those world problems. So when you go outside and you're like, people shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that, shouldn't be doing the other. What you're doing is putting energy into it, which means it grows. Mm-hmm. And all you do is cause yourself, to, you know, more resistance inside yourself. And that just so you're resisting the, the, the apparently bad things that are happening. But when you start to really do the work and understand who you are and understand the world and understand the laws of the universe, that you can step back and be the observer and know that everything is for the greater good. And that's hard for some people to see when when we look outside ourselves and we see disasters, this, that, and the other, but we've got to understand who we truly are and that's the journey. I realized that this was a journey to myself, through myself, to realize that there was no self quite powerful thing there's a lot of people that might just go over your head well what do you want about Sheena but it really is to understand that it's not about me it's about we right and I think that's so true and very powerful because a lot of times people are so focused on me 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 I I I and really you know there it's 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 a reciprocal effect like I can't work on me unless I'm trying to help or give in some other way. Like that is kind of the circle of life. And, you know, what I want for myself, I want for everybody else. We know, we know where that comes from. And, you know, you actually taught me that you, you know, you from, from introducing me to, to the book of the, the science of getting rich. And I, last year when you said, you know, chapters four, seven and 14, or it was four, 14 and seven. I can't remember. You said to to listen to them. If you don't do anything else, listen to them. And I literally listened to them every morning while I was getting ready in that order. And that just puts your mind into a whole new, just whatever you have to do to get your mind into that shift. Um, And that was really, really important because when you think about that, what I want for myself, I want for everybody. And I'm going to bring that back to what you said, that there's no competition. And what a crazy idea that is. That there's no competition. Mm. So you it means that's what Sandy Gallagher had, you know. Yeah, whenever Sandy Gallagher was, uh, when she was, you know, a corporate lawyer and, and she was like doing big deals and and somebody called her into the business room and he's, you know, help me with this strategy to do, to get this, to get that and the other. And she goes, here you go, here's your strategy for the next 10 days. I want you to do gratitude for the next 10 days. And he thought she was joking. And he went, no, yeah, that's really great. But come on, give me, give me this, give me the strategies. And she goes, that's the strategy. And she says, when he employed that, he got over his problem. 
And that was the thing is just like he was employing competition rather than understanding, you know, it's all about creation. And there's a piece of pie for everybody. If we think we're taking something for, from somebody, we actually take it from ourselves because it's mm-hmm. us that's feeling it. It doesn't actually feel good. I even remember whenever I was a medical rep and, um, you know, we used to have all these gifts in the back of the car back in the day. And the reps would love it in the car park because we'd swap gifts, you know, gifts that we were supposed to be giving to the consultants and we'd swap <laughs> with ourselves. And we'd go, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. But I always just loved that because it was just like, listen, you know, we'd help each other with the with with talking about, well, what have you found out and what have you found out? And I'm listening, if we work together, we'll we'll all have more and our lives will be easier. There were some of the reps who would literally go, not telling you anything, not telling. And I'd never, even then I didn't understand and just go and listen it's a job, get over it. You know, we just want to be happy, make everybody happy and that's it and get on with it. But when you try to take from somebody, it doesn't even feel nice, does it? I mean, if I do this now in front of the the screen, I'm taking away from myself. Mm -hmm. But if I just walk along and go give, right? then I'm giving. And gosh, that feels so much better. Mm -hmm. And then you can see ways of working together, which then would magnify your results. I work with other PGI consultants, but other Bob Proctor consultants, and we help each other on their masterclasses. So mm-hmm. I have PGI consultants talking to potential clients for me. Right. And then I do the same for them mm-hmm. because you can only attract right. your vibration. I love that. I love that because the other thing is too, is that someone, first of all, just thinking that, there's billions of people in this world. So there's plenty to go around and there's more to come. And the other thing too, is that someone that might click with you maybe, or their personality might, you might even say, you know what, this person and their personality would probably work better with my, with my colleague over here. You're not thinking about the fact that Oh, but then that's, that's, that's money. And that's something out of my way. And you're thinking about the fact that, you know what, I don't feel I can serve you to your full potential for whatever reason. And I'm sure that maybe has happened. And then, but that comes back like tenfold, you know, because you are giving and you're, you're grateful and you're not, you don't have that competitive limited mindset. You have an abundant mindset in which there is plenty to go around. Hmm. And that, when you introduced me to that, that completely shifted my whole way of thought. It Hmm. really, really did. And that was a huge key moment for me personally at that point in my life. Um, You know, the pandemic just hitting and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, how amazing is this? It was really amazing for, for, for me. And, and do you see that in, in people like you, you weren't there when I like, like had that like aha moment, but do you see it when you're, when, when the people that you work with have that moment and it's just like, almost like a floodgate opens. Like, I'm sure you so many different things. So many different things that I see with people. I mean, I had a girl come on a call yesterday and she just watched one of my masterclasses. It was a, it was a webinar that I put out and um, she came on a call straight after and she just said, you've just changed everything from that webinar. 
She says, I already did. I did this, this, and this from that. See, this information is powerful. I mean, really is powerful, but where is it coming from? It's coming from, well, actually, where is it actually coming from? It's not even through me, but if we're looking at it on a physical level, it comes from Andrew Carnegie, who was the richest man in the world, is that why do more people, why, when he was trying to give money away, was it coming back to him? Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to know that. So then he had, you know, Napoleon Hill go and investigate all the richest people and find out, well, what was it that they had? And then Earl Nightingale was the first person to bring personal development to the world. And then Bob Proctor studied with him. And I studied directly with Bob Proctor. And so this information is powerful, absolutely mm-hmm. powerful. Um, and then, you know, whenever we were with Bob as well, you know, if we ever congratulate Bob and say, thank you, Bob, thank you. He just goes, well, sure, it's not me. It's just the power working through me. And when we can get off our own egos and go, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, pride always comes before a fall. Did anybody ever notice that? <laughs> yes. You know, and, and that just brought me to another moment um, that you had, because I remember that that point in that moment, I was, you know, trying really hard to pick things up. And I was so focused myself on, on the, you know, Instagram and Facebook and posting and, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, it's not getting out there. Not many people are seeing it. Not many people are doing, you know, and I remember there was just something that you said to me along the lines with like, who cares? (laughs) You know, who cares how many people follow you or or like you? Like, that's not it. What are you providing? Or what are those people coming back to you and, and giving you? And I don't remember the exact thing that you said, but it was so key to me again in changing that that thought process that I actually now I'm writing a book. It called "Follows and Likes." Is that all I'm worth? And it's wow. <laughs> and it, yeah, and 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 I'm writing it for teens because I, I I you know I'm trying to to get younger people to think in this way to 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 stop putting so much focus on Instagram. I think that's what it was. It was about that you do you and you be in alignment with you and you give out you 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're like, say if I was to sing to an audience and there's a thousand people in front of me, now am I going to go around all those thousand people and go, how do you, how do you like this tune? Do you like it high or low? You know, do you want me to play it like this? Do you want me to play it fast? Do you want me to play it slow? Can you imagine then me singing my tune? Like it would be, it would be horrible. But when I stand on stage and I close my eyes, and I sing my tune, then I'm in alignment. Then I send out alignment and I allow other people to be in alignment. Mm -hmm. Then they're in alignment and everybody's in alignment. Then we're all happy. But if I sing someone else's tune going, when I send something out, I wonder what it's gonna look like. That's not an alignment. I just go, well, here you go. (laughs) Like it or lump it. (laughs) Yes, it's true. That's such a great way to think about it. You're absolutely (laughs) correct. But if you're being authentic and you're showing your authentic self um, and you are doing whatever it is that you do from the heart um, for the purpose of of others and helping others, I think that it just flows. It just comes, it goes, flows right through you. 
Yeah, and that's the difference of being that I find about being when I was presenting before. So I did speaker academies and I learned NLP and I learned where to stand on the stage and I learned how to do strategies and sell from the stage. But it just always felt awkward, awkward, awkward. You know, within three months of, of um, the, the material with Bob Proctor, I went on stage in London and you know what? You couldn't have got me off that stage. I loved every single moment. I wasn't worried about what I was saying at all because I knew if somebody asked me a question, I, the answer was going to come. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that answer was. And sometimes I, what I do is I, I, I don't test myself. It's like, well, here you go. I've got the answer to every single problem you have. Come on, ask me a question. Because mm -hmm. I'm not worried because it's not me that's answering. Sheena in this two pound brain does not have the answer to everybody's problems in this world. But I know that an answer will come through me. Mm -hmm. And I would guarantee you that anything that anybody says to me, I'll have an answer for. It's not my answer. It's not Sheena's answer. It's a truth that I'm just being in alignment with. And either you get it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're truly amazing. Truly, truly amazing. Uh, you know, and I can't be thankful enough for you. How can people contact you if they want to know more about you or see some of the work you're doing? I know you're on LinkedIn. Yes, sure. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find. There's only one Sheena Kantar. Uh -huh. So um, it's uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, that's you right. YouTube that's channel YouTube as well? Way. Sorry? You have a YouTube channel as well? Yeah, I'm on YouTube as well. It's SheenaKantar.com. So yeah, everything, everything is there. It's just Sheena Kantar. I decided, well, that was my name. That may, may as well be my business. And that's, so <laughs> that's right. That's right. And who better to be you than you, right? You can call me as well, Sheena Cantor. You'll find me there as well. Guess what? I'm number one. <laughs> that's right. So if you could leave the audience with some wisdom to take today to start something new, words, uh, encouragement, what would you say to them to start that movement forward in their life today follow your joy now that doesn't mean to say that you just drop everything and you run off and you leave everything behind no it's like sit down and really think about you know where you are now on a scale of one to ten out of joy and people might think right well I'm about a two out of ten or three out of ten or whatever and just go and bring yourself to a thought that makes you feel ten out of ten like, what is that thought? Is it a new car? Is it a memory? Is it a person? I don't care what it is, either future tense, past tense, current tense, whatever. But what brings you to 10 out of 10? And you see, because that's the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the resistance that you're putting into the world. So find the feeling and then come through your day looking for that feeling. Not the new client, not the new car, not the money, but the joy. Mm -hmm. Because it's actually the only reason why you want anything is for the joy of having it. So you may as well have the joy on its own right, right now because it's all you're actually looking for. So follow your joy. Mm -hmm. Even if you're doing emails and you don't like your work, Bring yourself into joy. It's not the great things we do, Christy. It's the little things we do in a great way. That will change your life. 
No, I have so, a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I need to cut you off. What were you going to say? What was the last thing? I have no clue. <laughs> I was going to, it just made me think about it because in yesterday's episode, I was talking about like, I said, you know, find an anthem, that go-to song that kind of just fills you with joy. If, if you have that moment or whatever during the day and you need to like get yourself back on track that just makes you feel good. Do you have an anthem? I use The Greatest Showman. Okay. And so that not not the main song, but the, the last one, the one, um, and my goodness, it brings from now on, you call it. And it. I have my whole life vision to that song. So it doesn't matter where I am. I can see everything and feel every single hair stands on end mm -hmm. to that song and the vision that I have with that song. And it is totally, totally miraculous. Yeah. I love it. But I also like to do, rather than using an external thing right. to make me feel it, I want to be able to feel it myself Absolutely. without anything around me. That is if I took off all my senses from the outside world completely and I raise myself up from the inside because I can be in joy right now if I want to be. And then when you come from joy to do everything, your life will be joyful. Do you get it? It's not, yeah. you can't go looking for joy. Absolutely. It, 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 you come from it. So seek your joy in every moment and everything that you do. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. And always remember, if you believe, you will achieve.